Welcome to Haven Today at Christmas time. All aboard. You may have seen the Polar Express, but I know you've never seen a train like this. The Dartmouth Steam Railway might be called the Neon Express, a wonderful sight if you could make it to the UK. It runs up and down southwest England all year round, and usually it's a nice way to spend a day of leisure with a family. But around Christmas time, the Dartmouth Steam Railway really gets in the spirit. Neon lights all over the train engine, smoke machines and lights adorning the platforms and set up all along the way from Queen's Park Station to the River Dart. A Merry Christmas indeed. And even if you can't make it to the UK to spend £85, you can catch videos of it online. A people in deep darkness have seen a great light. That's what we celebrate at Christmas, the coming of the newborn Christ, the dawn of a new world. I'm Charles Morris, and on this Tuesday, we're continuing in a series called Christmas Week 2022. In these next minutes together, we're going to look to the great story that's all about Jesus as we turn to Philippians 2. Jesus is the creator of everything we know, including us. But this great creator in the second person of the Trinity made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. But how can God become man? And why would he even do that? That's all a part of the Christmas story that we'll explore in just a moment. But first, can you believe it? Christmas, only a few days away, and then the new year will be here before we know it. And to help you ring it in, I'd love to send you Haven's brand new 2023 calendar for your end of year gift to the ministry. It's called Every Living Thing, and it features photos from all sorts of incredible animals. But even better, this calendar is filled with scripture that will remind you that our great creator is near, near you and me throughout the year. So, as this year winds down, I want to send you this brand new 2023 calendar, Every Living Thing, for your year-end gift. Your support will help us reach our year-end goal and help us point many others to the light and love of Jesus in the year to come. Call us after the program, won't you, at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or go online to make your gift and get the calendar at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And if you just haven't done it but wanted to, you can still make a gift and ask for the Little Pilgrim's Big Journey box set with parts one and two, two books in all. It's a modern retelling of Bunyan's classic novel, and it'll be a real blessing for you or family to read in the new year. And now let's open the program with Travis Cottrell.
Christ, my highest heaven adored, Christ, the everlasting Lord, late in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb, veiled in flesh the Godhead see. Hail the incarnate deity, please this man with men to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn Haven Today and Christmas 2022 almost here, and we open the program with Hark the Herald Angels Sing by Travis Cottrell. I do hope you're having a wonderful Christmas season. It's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but for many of us, it's the busiest time of the year and anything but wonderful. And if you're not careful, it can almost drive you crazy with gifts to buy, Money matters to attend to, parties to enjoy, phone calls to make, and if you're like me, your to-do list is almost endless. One friend of ours says she's planned each day down to the minute to try and get it all done before Christmas, but then life goes on at Christmas, doesn't it? I'm sure we've all had to deal with loved ones who get sick or even pass away over the Christmas holidays. All of a sudden, you have to drop everything. Let it all go. Take care of loved ones in need. But sometimes the Lord uses these issues to break through to our hearts and remind us about what Christmas truly is all about. One of our friends who had to tend to a sick loved one a few years ago said, The Lord gave me back my joy. I needed to repent of the way I was perceiving interruptions as getting in the way of Christmas. How ridiculous is that? Giving up rights is what Christmas is all about. And it begins not with us giving up our rights, but with the Son of God giving up his rights. Think of that manger scene. The stable, the animals, the mother, Mary, the father, Joseph. And there in the center of it all, that little baby, Jesus. When you look at that baby, what do you think about? Do we think about giving up rights? We should. We should let it flood our hearts with Christmas joy. Giving up his rights is what he did. And that's why he's there. That's what being born as a human baby meant to the Son of God. 
It meant giving up his rights and his glory for our sake. It meant humbling himself, coming down, becoming a servant. Philippians 2, 5-11, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Aren't those powerful words from God's word to us from Philippians? He didn't consider equality with God a thing to be grasped? The Son of God descended down to that stable from the highest position in the universe. He was in very nature God, omniscient, all-powerful, eternal, creator. He was clothed in splendor far above his creation, and he made himself nothing to come to us. He came down to live with us. When we see the baby, we know who he's going to grow up to be, the magnificent Lord Jesus who calmed the storms and raised the dead, the suffering servant who gave himself on the cross. But do we think about who he was? There's a little passage in Zechariah where the Lord is speaking before the incarnation, before Jesus, telling his people what he's going to do. He says, Shout and be glad, O daughter of Zion, for I am coming, and I will live among you declares the Lord. Many nations will be joined with the Lord in that day and will become my people. I will live among you, and you will know that the Lord Almighty has sent me to you. The Lord will inherit Judah as his portion in the Holy Land and will again choose Jerusalem. Be still before the Lord, all mankind, because he has roused himself from his holy dwelling. Now, did you hear that? I am coming, and I will live among you? When you look at that little baby in the manger, we better realize he did. This is who he is, the Lord, who has roused himself from his holy dwelling and descended to us, giving up his rights and his glory so he could live among us. He came to live among us. I don't think we can even start to comprehend what it meant for him to become like us. But we know it was a great infinitely humbling descent, and it was an exact 180 of what Satan did. There's this glimpse, these words. Doesn't this sound like Satan in Isaiah 14? I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly, on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain, I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Well, those words can speak of Satan, but they can speak of any of us too. And they are exactly the opposite of Jesus. Satan tried to elevate himself, to make himself like the Most High. And when he was cast down, he succeeded in seducing us into that same rebellion. 
Remember, he told Eve that she could be like God. I think we live like we think we are God more often than we think. When we think we have rights, when we live as if we were the center of the universe, when we try to get a praise and approval, when we just do what comes naturally, we're elevating ourselves and we're lifting ourselves up and we're living like the devil. But we are called to live like Jesus heading into Christmas. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ. Christmas is meant to teach us to live like Jesus, who didn't consider equality with God to be grasped. He stripped off his glory and made himself a servant, born as a human baby. He came down to be with us, but his coming down didn't end at the stable. He kept on going down until he was literally stripped and hung on the cross, all for love's sake, all for us. What child is this who lay to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? Whom angels greet with anthem sweet while shepherds watch our keeping? Why lies he such mean estate where rocks and ass are feeding good Christians fear for sinners here the silent word is pleading this this is Christ the Gold and myrrh, come peasant king to own him. 
salvation brings, while loving hearts enthrone Him. Praise, raise a song on high, the virgin sings her lullaby. Joy, joy, for Christ is born, the to hear it one more time, Fernando Ortega's version of an amazing carol of Christmas time. What child is this? Haven today, and I'm Charles Morris. And a few more things about the great story that's all about Jesus. When Christ came to this world, that great descent of love was meant to do three things. First, it's meant to save us. It's meant to deliver us from sin and guilt and death and bring us into glory where Jesus is right now, seated at the right hand of the Father. It's meant to accomplish our redemption, to lift us up to the heavens. Second, it's meant to bring us to our knees in worship. After his death and resurrection, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It's meant to create worship. Third, it's meant to cure us of living like Lucifer or Satan or the devil. It's meant to teach us how to give up our rights. It's meant to show us the direction our lives should take, not up, but down. Philippians 2. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place, and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Who is he in yonder star, at whose feet the 
Christmas carol we don't hear often, but so full of gospel truth. Who is he? Sung by the Haven Quartet here on Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris in a series called Christmas Week 2022. I hope you've found comfort and joy as we've recalled who Jesus is and why he came to this world. 
I want you to continue to look to Christ this Christmas as well as into the new year. He is our only hope, and what great hope he brings. And I have a simple way to help you do this. When you make a year-end gift, tax-deductible gift to the ministry, I want to send you our new 2023 calendar called All Living Things. I've enjoyed looking at the animals featured in this calendar. There are the elephants, the hummingbirds, different creatures, great and small. Month after month, they're featured, and even better, a monthly scripture to remind you and me of God's daily presence in our lives. So I'd like to send you Haven's 2023 calendar, Every Living Thing, for your end of your gift to the ministry. Your support helps this ministry point not just you, but so many others to the light and love of Christ along life's path in the year to come. Call us after the program, won't you, at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN, or go online at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And a quick reminder, if you wanted to and just didn't get around to it, we still have Little Pilgrim's Big Journey, books one and two, for your generous gift. Amazing illustrations in an easy-to-read format. These storybooks are based on Bunyan's classic novels that'll help a family, maybe even you, think about Jesus and the Christian life in the new year. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll be sharing together the great story that's all about Jesus at Christmas time. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. It's often the ones you don't expect. The underdog basketball team makes it deep into March Madness, or the quiet kid in class cracks the funniest jokes. There are plenty of unexpected characters in the Bible, but two of the most unlikely characters make it into one verse in Matthew's Gospel. In fact, we can find them in the genealogy of our Lord. Solomon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse a Canaanite prostitute, and a Moabitess. Two unlikely converts, to say the least. But God saved them and used them to bring Christ into the world. And he's still saving unlikely people today. Have you called on his name? Get started with Anchor Devotional today. Visit GetAnchor.com.